புத்தம் சரணம் கச்சாமி தர்மம் சரணம் கச்சாமி சங்கம் சரணம் கச்சாமி புத்தம் சரணம் கச்சாமி தர்மம் சரணம் கச்சாமி சங்கம் சரணம் கச்சாமி புத்தம் சரணம் கச்சாமி தர்மம் சரணம் கச்சாமி சங்கம் சரணம் கச்சாமி yesterday i watched one video um of a group in america uh, discussing compassion and technology uh his holiness uh, the lai lama was also present and um, questions from directions of uh, new technology genetic engineering um biological responses robotics uh, all this were uh, <clears throat> directed uh, towards this issue on compassion and uh, technology it's very easy to um pose questions to one uh head especially of a religious uh beliefs and uh, religious practice <clears throat> and uh, uh without uh, reaching a executable conclusion this is one example if the group really wanted to uh, modify the directions of this technological uh, developments then uh, they should actually be posing all these questions to the head of the technological developments or development centers of course these people were actually uh, students and uh, they were researchers scientists experimenters so this is natural but um, a religious head is difficult to make a clear simple extemporary answer to this type of questions and if even if uh, such answers are given it will not be understood by the young enthusiastic research groups nor the manufacturing groups or technology developing groups researchers or scientists in general the reason is uh, very simple compassion and uh, new high tech developments are not really compatible when we talk about compassion we talk about uh, our emotional a human emotional kind of a weakness towards those who are suffering 
those are already happy and uh, exuberating exuberated celebrating or in great um, high high emotional uh, levels uh, this question does not arise to them the technology and the developments and the new facilities new comforts uh, new equipments um, all these are just part of a childish game they can enjoy these games for a while throw it away and the manufacturers and the technologists will continue developing newer and newer products and if they can afford they can buy it use it enjoy it and again throw it away so this process will continue so there's no question of um, um joining this continuing process and um somewhat retrograde moving human aspects like one example this compassion ൂപ്പിംഗ്നോളജി uh his holiness uh, the lai lama was also present and um, questions from directions of uh, new technology genetic engineering um biological responses robotics uh, all this were uh, <coughs> directed uh to raise this issue on compassion and uh, technology it's very easy to um pose questions to one uh, head especially of a religious uh, beliefs and uh, religious practice <clears throat> and uh, uh without uh, reaching a executable conclusion this is one example if the group really wanted to uh, modify the directions of this technological uh, developments then uh, they should actually be posing all these questions to the head of the technological developments or development centers of course these people were actually uh, students and uh, they were researchers scientists experimenters so this is natural but um, a religious head is difficult to make a clear simple extemporary answer to this type of questions and if even if uh, such answers are given it will not be understood by 
the young enthusiastic research groups nor the manufacturing groups or technology developing groups researchers or scientists in general the reason is uh, very simple compassion and uh, new high tech developments are not really compatible when we talk about compassion we talk about uh, our emotional a human emotional kind of a weakness towards those who are suffering those are already happy and uh, exuberating exuberated celebrating or in great um, high uh, emotional uh, levels uh, this question does not arise to them the technology and the developments and the new facilities new comforts uh, new equipments um, all these are just part of a childish game they can enjoy this games for a while throw it away and the manufacturers and the technologists will continue developing newer and newer products and if they can afford they can buy it use it enjoy it and again throw it away so this process will continue so there's no question of um, um joining this continuing process and um somewhat retrograde moving human aspects like one example this compassion technological developments in these days are actually going uh, always competing with nature and that's the most uh, miserable part of it competing with nature means we are not going to overcome nature we are not going to win over nature but we want to increase our comforts or perhaps decrease try to decrease our comfort uh, discomforts using this uh, new technological inventions but the problem is while doing it we simply neglect our limitations as human species as human bodies as biological living systems we always neglect that in our technological developments and uh, there are people who claim that okay uh, we are actually taking care of it in uh, genetic engineering or advanced robotics uh which may include even uh, emotional uh, responses or um chemical engineering but effectively uh, this are not working at least it's not uh, practical as yet see there was a question like um 
uh, living for say a thousand years using uh, yoga or meditation or Buddhist tantras or techniques or even uh, of uh, Islamic religious um, Egyptian technologies. And the answer is always without considering the limitation of a human, living human being. How long is our life? How short is our life? How temporary is our experiences? And what does this technology support to enhance our comforts and uh, reduce our miseries of these temporary experiences. This technology is um, directed towards <clears throat> marketing, marketing, supplying, and catering larger and larger number of people. Of course, the population is always increasing and therefore the requirement or the needs or the demands uh, for this marketing technology and strategies uh, never decrease. So the technologies will continue producing, the manufacturers will continue producing larger numbers and supply to larger and larger numbers. But effectively, there's no end to it. It is just like uh, NASA sending one huge telescope into the outer space to explore the entire universe. Of course, it will uh, go on sending you electronic bitmaps, pictures through its digital camera. And you can watch it on your screen. Ha, ah, this is great. You see some uh, fluffy clouds there a cloud-like formation somewhere, it's very bright, sometimes it's dark, it's rotating, it's like a spiral. Well, all kinds of shapes and sizes. And you can also make theories of um, how these are formed, how these patterns are formed. <clears throat> but truly speaking, this does not give you any change in your uh, experience of living reality. So the technology developments and manufacturing does not really cater for the human compassion or it does not support the human compassion. You, you, uh, one example they said, or they pointed out, the question was that we can help, the technology can help those who are handicapped. In fact, there are so many people who are handicapped, handicapped in many ways. And uh, you won't find them actually equipped with uh, all kinds of this latest technological um, inventions, except in some very rare cases, uh, could be actually be the best exhibits for this 
new inventions and technologies. Or they may be just competing for some kind of a Paralympic Olympic event so that uh, lots of people watching through the TV would be excited by this um, great achievements. But for the humanity involving billions of billions of human beings, within which millions of millions of human beings are actually suffering and are unable to overcome these uh, handicaps or some misfortunes, and uh, even if they get uh, some kind of um, additional extension of the missing facilities, biological facilities, it's not going to really give them happy, make them happy uh, while they are alive, while they are actually living in reality of the time. And also you will see that those who are equipped um, with um, some kind of a technological gadgets to overcome their um, biological um, handicaps or limitations, they uh, will not be able to use it when they are in dream state. And they will have no use of this when they are sleeping. So basically, when they are awake, what if they cannot be happy with what they have, they will be in great difficulty. They will be always in uh, great problems. And also, you will find that if somebody is not there, people are not around who are not having these handicaps to help them to use these equipments to get themselves trained or when uh, these equipments themselves get damaged or become ineffective <laughs> to replace them. So some people should be there. There is basically is a cooperation of other human beings around which would help a handicapped individual survive and be happy and enjoy their living state of reality. It is not just their extension of um, uh, missing, um, say, bodily parts or something. I mean, it does not give them actually freedom. Basically, they want freedom. It actually gives freedom to those people who are not handicapped. <laughs> because, you know, once you give this equipment or once you give this extension, we don't have the responsibility to actually look into their issues, mental issues, or even physical issues. So instead of that, if there are enough people to help somebody who is handicapped, that is the best. The human compassion is ex uh, very um, clearly exhibited there. But if you supply with a missing part, missing organ, uh, it's not an exhibition, it's not a explicit uh, proof of compassion, either to the individual concerned or to the humanity in general, physically or mentally. So that is one aspect. That's what, that was one question which was uh, discussed that time. And uh, another question was, 
regarding uh, robotics. See, this robotics can actually uh, extend our communication links. That is one advantage. People say if you are handicapped and you are bedridden, if you are sick, you are unhappy, I mean, you can't speak to anybody, you don't have um, anybody to talk to, then uh, you can use this robotics to have a distant uh, conferences, distant uh, communications, distant talking with other people. And you feel that, oh, you are all together. But if you are already happy alone, no problem, actually. You don't need these devices. And if the device is not working and you are not uh, happy with your loneliness, you will feel very, very miserable. And uh, of course, if the device is abused by somebody remotely or even those people who are responding to you through this remote device is not uh, considering you, does not know your backgrounds, then also you'll feel miserable. So an easiest way is actually to make yourself happy um, as a human being, in, as a single individual, as a mere just one individual in mind and body. So this robotic uh, extension of human um, loneliness or uh, what do you call attempts to remove this loneliness is not something which is uh, very much praiseful. It's not that we don't need it. Just like, you know, I'm just talking to this device just because somebody somewhere may be able to listen to me, listen to my thoughts right now, or my responses to what I saw yesterday in, again, a remote device like a YouTube TV, uh, YouTube uh, a video uh, program. Uh, so it's useful. It's not that it's not useful. It's very useful. But there's a limitation, and it's not a supplement to human compassion to certain um, unfortunate state of affairs to some individuals or the other, or groups, or communities. If you, are, if you happen to be alone, you know, then uh, the community should be concerned. That is called compassion. If you are alone, if you are psychologically down, the community should be compassionate to you and help you get out of it. Again, if you are physically handicapped and unable to communicate with the rest of the community members, then the community should be compassionate enough to help you out. That is called human compassion. That's called social animal behavior. That we want to help one another overcome the ignorance, the overcome uh, the handicap of ignorance, that they can be happy even without this community support. And you should give that uh, information, you should be able to impart that knowledge into individuals who are not able to make use of the community help or collective help or the group's helps, whether it is of technologists, scientists, inventors, politicians, or uh, food suppliers, whoever it is, 
rich uh, people, philanthropists, whoever it is. So we should be able to help people to be happy as they are, to be comfortable as they are, to be peaceful as they are in their mind and in their body, at least while they are awake. So this is not guaranteed when they are in dream state or when they are sleeping. So when they are alive and when they are awake, happiness by oneself, being oneself, should be guaranteed. It should be learned, it should be trained, it should be taught. Um, His Holiness uh, the Lai Lama had actually um, mentioned Indian yoga and the yogis who are able to uh, make their practices and their knowledge to achieve the same without additional electronic technologies. Uh, my memory is not very good, so I am just trying to recollect my experiences and my inner responses which I couldn't express uh, in anywhere, nor write it down uh, properly. And I'm just trying to recollect and then uh, restate my experiences, uh, lying on my bed, basically using this technological uh, device. Uh, And I'm uh, just getting recorded. So I don't remember clearly all these details of the video unless I see it again. But nevertheless... There was another um, um, technological uh, invention of uh, a dinosaur, a doll-like dinosaur, who would uh, be learning, who has the capability to learn like a child, um, because it has got lots of touch sensors on its back. And uh, from these touch sensors, they the uh, the artificial intelligence is programmed within can uh, help it to learn. But really speaking, even if you just make this kind of uh, robots learn and then respond to you, you will basically fall down to a child mentality. The experience will be very... Uh, nearly real experience like you know having a child holding a child and then uh, giving it a patting so enjoying its um, what you call uh, proximity Uh, but uh, if you replace it with a doll or a robot robotic doll which can behave just like a child and even if it learns like a child and then uh, gives all kinds of responses. It will be very different from a biological being, a biological integrated being. You are still competing with the nature, basically. You are competing with the nature with great work, with great hard work, concentrated work of uh, thousands of people together using uh, big companies, spending a lot of money, And finally, you will end up with a product which would uh, smile 
if you are touching on his cheek and you feel happy and if you are found to be happy certainly the manufacturers will produce millions of such dolls and then distribute all over but this not does not give you a solution to your earning to have another human company if you want a human company you need somebody as a real human being with compassion you cannot teach uh compassion to this robots you can teach them responses you can teach them imitation you can teach them uh like uh a monkey response and that is what child also do a human child also go on uh, giving back this monkey response when you are actually giving them the inputs and you are happy with it till the child grows to a level in which it starts thinking thinking by itself and try to discriminate between the truth and falsehood and imitation and the reality and illusion reality so until such a state uh, happens a child human child is also just this robot so if you replace the human child with a robot is it enough that that was a question which was posed i mean uh, maybe it is uh, one uh, way to reduce the population like you know our desire to have more children can be to some extent stalled use distributed in this kind of um, uh, devices which would look like a child respond like a child so you play with the child for a while and then you go back and sleep so that you don't feel like reproducing another child well this is uh, a kind of a negative approach to human compassion you can also stop reproducing if you just decide no we don't want to reproduce but we, i want a human being nearby but is that something uh, very extremely um or impossible task to be executed so replacing this uh, robotic animals or um of course i mean you cannot eat these animals if you produce machine produce this uh, robotic animals you can't eat them even if you make of make of plastics perhaps you have to invent some edible plastic if you want to really you know satisfy say those people who are um uh say can't live with vegetable vegetables and so on they need the animals to be killed and uh, the meat to be eaten so if you can produce plastic uh, animals then uh, perhaps that uh, problem can be solved but otherwise this robotic dolls is not a solution to 
improve or enhance or grow human compassion with the other human beings around it does not improve or increase the human compassion of an individual it does not generate or sustain human compassion towards the humanity but uh, research will go on inventions will go on every new generation will start inventing something new <laughs> but the problem is you don't need to develop it beyond their stage beyond their range beyond in number because the developers are also like children they will develop it once they satisfied they throw it away and they want to just improve upon it they want something new so they will go on that is the spirit of human being but it's not a solution it's not a solution but the spirit will continue but we should control the spirit so that even without these inventions us human beings us born human beings on the earth biological human bodies we should be able to make ourselves happy satisfied content and peaceful and in harmony without any additional gadgets that is that's the kind of things which uh, i was wondering whether that is possible we should develop an environment technological environment in which this is possible that we don't need any of these technological gadgets um to make ourselves happy but does it mean that we should develop uh, telepathy or mind reading and uh, remote uh, sensory perceptions or transcendentalness of mind organs experiences all this i think uh, technological developments towards such a direction is also against human compassion we don't need that basically if we can't enjoy our limitations we can't enjoy us we are we can't enjoy anything and even if we just go on acquiring anything thinking that that would increase our enjoyment it will not give us enjoyment at the end we will finally break down we will finally say see that uh we are bored and boredom is absolutely terrible boredom is the cause for all wars all disharmony all discomforts and miseries so now there is the question of um, genetic engineering or new gene therapy which would enhance our usefulness or kind of a reverse our aging of course this is something uh, very interesting because i feel myself uh, somewhat very uncomfortable or a little bit of miserable because of aging but um, the question is whether the gene therapy can actually give, give us back our um, human compassion of uh, which was um, uh, existing while uh, 
we were in uh, truly youthful form. Our youth compassion actually is a continuously more uh, varying parameter. Compassion of a child is not the same as compassion of the adult. And compassion in intensity and width and uh, usefulness is very different when they are actually in a, um, youth or when you grow to a middle-aged individual and then to a grow into an old individual, very old age. So this compassion itself goes on changing. You can easily uh, watch out and then uh, measure perhaps the compassion towards your own peers of age groups or of interest groups or your own profession, etc. But they will also be changing with age. Now, if then uh, there is a question of uh, aging and uh, diseases, and you will find that many people in many countries, or different countries of uh, different genetic origins have got various different capacities for dealing with diseases, by uh, withstanding diseases. So is it uh, something good that we develop biotechnology, gene technology, engineering, uh, so that uh, our aging can be reversed and we can live forever? Well, again, if you fall ill, it means something. It falls ill, Ill means your body is trying to, is learning something new which you didn't know before. The, learn, the body is, and their system is learning how to cope with something which was not present up till then. That knowledge actually uh, rises the entire body from darkness to light in one direction up to certain direction certain uh, length or distance or certain space so it is not something bad it is useful when you are um, having some disease some illness the body learns you also learn if you are not learning naturally, you'll be uh, just going to hospital and then get rid of the disease and come back. And you'll be as ignorant as before. And when the disease attacks again, you will again go back to hospital, take some pills and uh, forget about it and return. So that is not the case. You should be able to remove the illness when it attacks your body or when it enters your body of body responses, a response in a way uh, to the environment which is uh, changing. The body respo response to the environment with a different uh, kind of a reaction or a habit or a routine. And whether can we uh, deal with this kind of misery in the world, in the humanity, using genes, 
therapy, etc. Well, if you have a medicine, if you are ill, if you have a medicine uh, which is proven to be good, use it. Very good. You will be cured of the illness. But if you are able to deal with the illness yourself, it is much better. If you are able to cure yourself, that's the that's the best. People say that no, a physician cures himself. So you have to be a physician if you want to cure yourself. So you need to know the body engineering. You need to know the body mechanisms, the body uh, manufacturer's manual, etc. And if you are able, if you are an expert then perhaps you can cure of all diseases that may uh, enter your body. But otherwise, it, it, if it is not possible, it's not possible to maybe millions of people. So it is better if some proven medicine is there, use it, get a relief, and uh, that's okay. And whether it involves a gene therapy or not, it's a secondary question. You can use any type of medicines. And uh, lessen the misery of illness. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about it. But we should see that we don't enter into a developmental environment where more and more diseases are actually produced in the world. We should not develop technologies to an extent and range or beyond a limit where we are getting more than what uh, we are able to withstand. We are facing more and more diseases. We are facing more and more microbes, more, more, more and more mutants, mutant uh, viruses, and so on. And we we all, always fear that uh, this will only increase while going to the outer space to another planet and then coming back. Or going to even a space station, get exposed to, say, cosmic rays and then return to the uh, Earth with a highly mutant virus or bacteria or something else. These are not just fears, these are the realities because we are asking for more than what is needed. Therefore, uh, we lose the balance on the earth with kind of uh, perfection, the kind of optimization which is already uh, available to the human body when it is born on the earth in the current situation. I mean, it's not the same perhaps billions of years ago. It was different. Our body itself was of a different structure, of a different nature, so it had a different response. But in today's world, this body, with this present kind of optimization of the body, should we add to our problems by bringing from other planets or bringing from outer space new bacteria, new convert bacteria 
new converted viruses or new converted uh, physical ailments that is the basic question it will in increase our kind of a knowledge about diseases that's true but it's not uh, going to improve our uh, comforts or it's not going to uh, reduce our miseries on the earth which is already there experienced by millions of people all the day every day so you can reduce your uh, illness individually if possible through available medicines but reduce the number of medicines and reduce the number of diseases also that is the best thing to do if we can't reduce the number of diseases the number of medicines will also increase and uh, there is no end to it and who will stop what can the doctors do for you see you have to go on undergoing uh, you have to undergo uh, so called uh, an experimental guinea pig you have to become a experimental guinea pig even when you are in a hospital because doctors can only test you can test you can test a medicine and if it is effective you are happy you are lucky you can return home and if you are uh, unlucky his experiments fails and your body is unable to cope with that experiments in the conditions and then you are unlucky you can't return home you are dead so with all kinds or any medicine that is a truth that is an experiment on an individual body whether the medicine is developed with a kind of a statistical um, result statistical uh, rating with a very high rating of a successful percentage etc you are still working on another single individual human body and then expecting okay some similar things would happen you yourself don't know your body fully and you don't know the disease in which which you are suffering from you don't know the bacteria or the virus or other um, uh, external element which is uh, affecting you but you have faith that the input given by the doctor would help you so this is a kind of a pathetic situation which we have reached in a modern highly technological uh, world that our uh, survival would depend on our trust our belief and nothing more so if you are unable to um pass the nat nature's test like you know what happens when the newly um input medicine works on your body and what effects are produced uh, you don't know you can't expect but if it's a natural uh, process only thing is that you don't know the process properly you have not tabulated the process properly in the same uh, scientific uh, publications that's all but there's no guarantee that it's going to work for you
Now, what about living for a thousand years? People have been um, hopeful about living for, say, longer years, extending the life for maybe hundreds of years, and uh, even return to the earth in a living form uh, from the original body itself. So the Egyptian pyramids were built with that kind of a view in mind. And even uh, these Christian cemeteries are also built with a view, with a hope that they will all be returning to the earth again with life one day, one day in future. Hindus, on the other hand, uh, do not want to be returning to the earth with the same body, so they just burn off the body or leave the body, or what do you call, leave it to the nature. But they just believe in uh, returning to the earth as a soul, as a halpma, uh, which is eternal, which is not dying. So people have different beliefs regarding the longevity, longevity of uh, lives. Now, what, what about it? What, what is it actually? Do we really need long life? Truly speaking, we need a life which is fruitful, which is useful, which is interesting, which is in harmony and uh, happy. A life which is not uh, without conflicts. A life in which we live in light and not in darkness. A life in which we are not exploited, we don't feel exploited. Or put together, we need a life, human life, with compassion towards other human beings. And also we want compassion from other human beings. So we want to build a human, compassionate society to live in. How long is a different question? We want to live for a minute. We want to live for a day. We want to live for a month. Even if we just finish that, it's okay. We don't care what happens next. But can we guarantee that? Can the technology actually guarantee that? A compassionate human society, a global human society, uh, which can sustain a human life for a month, an year, or a week, or a day, or an hour, a fully guaranteed compassionate life. And that should be available to everybody. So that should be the technological dream. That should be a goal. Can we guarantee that? Are there any sponsors who can actually um, help develop such a project to cover the entire uh, humanity on the earth? 
It will be very interesting if we can do that. Trees live for uh, thousands of years. Trees can also live even after um, death, that when they, after drying up as wood for many thousands of years again. Similarly, preserved bodies can actually survive for many, many thousands of years. Together with preserved bodies, of course, the life is also surviving in some form or the other. But whether the human being can actually live for thousands of years is the question. The fact is, we don't need to live for thousands of years. Our body and our human life is limited to, say, maximum 100 years. There's no need to extend that to beyond 100 years. Because if you want to enjoy the real human life, you should be able to enjoy the childhood, you should enjoy the growing period. You should enjoy the adulthood, youthfulness, old age. And you should be able to enjoy the death also. If you don't enjoy the death, then the human life is not complete. So there's no point in extending merely life by our technology, our inventions, beyond what nature gives us. Everything is cyclic and our uh, growth, our uh, growth from the, you know, from the birth itself is some cycling. Every cell is cycling. The food we eat, the air we breathe, the water we drink, and uh, the light we imbibe, all these are cycling. And then they have an end also. So we don't need to extend this cycling. We don't need to extend this end beyond the natural laws. So by technology, we are only adding pressures on the natural rules, rules of nature, and then try to vary our uh, comfort parameters. To me, to live means to be conscious, to be aware of our ex my existence, to aware of my way to respond to my sensory inputs, and my consciousness about it. And this consciousness will continue even if my body is not here. The consciousness continues when I am in dream. The consciousness can continue when I am asleep also. But uh, the requirement of these bodies is uh, different when I am uh, awake and when I am in dream and when I am asleep.
in dream i don't make use of my sensory organs but i have to make use of sensory impressions <coughs> so that uh, dream uh, the dream make some kind of a comprehensible um configuration the dream sequences should have some kind of a comprehensibility some recognizability so that it will be of some use later while in sleep again the impressions which i had in the waking state is all that is useful for me other impressions are not useful for me as a human being as a human mind so the comprehensibility to the human mind is what is enjoyable in a human body as a human form as a human being and the processes in the body which take place in various cells various organs at various rates are enjoyable not generally by a human being but they are being enjoyed by various other beings and their enjoyment is uh, comprehensible because uh, we can map our uh, impressions and experiences so called joys uh, enjoyments uh, to some uh, distant experience of some another body through which we can uh, kind of uh, map and model that uh, these experiences are not purely of human experience but an experience through another body which may not be a human body but may be a very different body so these different bodies can be a living body or non living body that we are not aware when you are in dream or in sleep state but our consciousness will not be able to recognize whether it is a living body or not a living body unless we are able to carry on our own organs physical uh, sensory organs in those two other states like dreaming and sleeping which are not always possible now with this electronic uh, technology we have this remote technology of transposing our input um organic experiences as well as our biological organic responses we can transpose to different distances very large distances to very different people very different bodies and uh, very different devices so when these experiences are uh, transposed of course with some modifications with some convolutions some conversions uh we can uh, easily control that 
these experiences are actually transposed to not only living bodies but also to non-living bodies where the experiences are being stored so this is some a knowledge is a kind of knowledge which uh, all these electronic devices can give to the uh, the human beings which otherwise we indians we indian yogis hermits rishis have been actually experiencing and then knowing but without uh, being you know publish publishing it they all knew that uh, they can uh, transpose their experiences from one living body to another living body or to a dead body and uh, store their information from an, in another living body or a dead body or another say non human object so this is uh, something like is the kind of a basics for a hindu kind of worship rituals and beliefs so this include the idea inherently that though human life is short life is not short life is eternal life does not belong to the body so life is eternal and life is consciousness and life is the soul the soul is that all uh, the soul is that which gives you the atma is that which gives you life and all other phenomena associated with it so this is a kind of a hindu belief now islamic beliefs are different and the egyptians had a different beliefs christians or jews had a different belief so they all were trying and experimenting on what happens to know what happens after death whether they can come back into the human world so whether we should develop a technology to investigate into this is is a question because knowledge already exists only thing is that we are not sorted out in a way where we can transfer it to our new generations which are frantically moving into discovering or rediscovering reinventing all this already done thousands of years ago so most of a human life is wasted because we don't know because we are ignorant of the knowledge of the humanity the knowledge humanity has acquired over thousands of years not millions of years which is organical which is of physical nature of evolutionary of materialistic world that's not what i am talking about the human knowledge which 
is comprehensible intellectually rationally logically within the human world not otherwise only within the human world so that is known for thousands of years and that is what is uh, we call veda the knowledge uh, integrated the comprehensive knowledge it is not encyclopedia of our modern kind which again of uh, materialistic nature so the knowledge which veda say is of not of body but of something which is sustaining this body and the solutions so the veda is of knowledge which is exhibited into the human world by atma or paramatma god the creator whatever you call it you can name anything allah or jehovah vishnu shiva brahma whatever you call it this creator this generator of all this phenomenon or this phenomenal world gives you some kind of a provision as an atma as a single soul to experience additional facilities which he himself has created in you into uh, the form of a living body so that experience is all that you have during your human life but with this experience what do we actually do we don't enlighten ourselves we don't remove our darkness we don't remove our ignorance we don't try to learn but instead we just go on accumulating our own egoistic inventions our own egoistic discoveries or rediscoveries it takes time it tends up our life it is up the entire life that a human body in its human form is allowed to experience and after that with the lesser uh, capabilities of as a human mind capable of rationalizing reasoning and uh, intellectualizing it will go on continuously searching for again a way out way out of the darkness dark alleys which it has fallen into and then in uh, fortunate ones would actually again return into this world of light into this visible world materialistic visible world of materialistic human existence and then recollect or i can look back to some extent what it had experienced before and that we call uh, rebirth 
and it can also through along this uh, journey is a very long long journey from uh, as a, from a newborn child as a human in a human form growing and then becoming old age dying removing uh, losing the body and again moving into some other bodies both by the human or non human and then experiencing many 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 experiences and then uh, returning back into the same human world in another human human form as a human child or some other form so this uh, cycling of rebirth would continue as long as uh, you are egoistic about your own activities your own action your power to act your uh, and your the results of your actions and uh, this ego and the karma both produces all this experiences while you are awake in this human world so this karma bhala is what you are experiencing the result of your actions during all your previous lives so when you are just uh, aware of it you can renounce the karma bhalas he can renounce the fruits of all his actions and then become free so that is one aim of yoga and also it results in some kind of a sanyas or renunciated uh, state of existence so this kind of a um, belief or experience or a kind of an understanding does not uh, try to answer the question whether you want to live for a thousands of uh, thousand years or not <coughs> so that is a kind of a hindu uh, kind of viewpoint now buddhists don't don't, don't believe in uh, god or creator and buddha himself uh, had to seek knowledge by sanyas he had to leave the comfortable uh, palace comfortable family the comforts of uh, royal uh, treatments everything just to find an answer to the same problem we are discussing today that how to remove the miseries of the human world how to recover ourselves from diseases miseries uh, miseries of diseases poverty and happiness so buddha had to do what hindus call tapas this tapas means meditation so concentrated uh, um focused attention on to a goal uh and what he achieved is the buddhahood and buddhahood 
in buddhahood he actually uh, knew whatever is to be known whatever can be known as a human being born as a kshatriya a ruler what he uh, did when he came out of this uh, tapas when he uh, came out of his trance um what he called um, enlightened state is just to declare to the world that what he is going to do next is buddham sharanam gachami dharmam sharanam gachami sangham sharanam gachami what it all the world is i am going to follow buddham i am going to follow dharmam i am going to follow sangham basically this uh, mantra is very intriguing tells you that uh, he hasn't found a ready-made solution to the miseries of the world but he himself has got enlightened regarding the miseries of this world and he is not more feeling miserable but he looked back and found that the people in larger groups masses are still suffering they do not have the knowledge they are in darkness <coughs> and what he can advise them to do is still a mystery he can only tell them that what i am going to do buddham sharanam gachami i am going to follow the buddham the one who has already enlightened see he is already enlightened to this level in which he knows that his miseries are nothing he doesn't have to feel any misery anymore he is free as an atma but he cannot solve the problem of the world he cannot solve cannot solve the problem of the masses so he has to do his dharma again he has to do his dharma of ruling dharma as a kshatriya but he is not going to take it up so he say he, he has to follow dharmam so there buddhas stand as a stone image because they didn't form this uh, chaturvarnya the four caste system the dharmas can be different for different people 
and they are not they didn't categorize it so buddha as an enlightened being cannot do this normal worldly kingly royal life but dharma has to follow dharma has to be continued and dharma is the ultimate goal and dharma cannot be executed cannot be brought out in the world without sankham so sankham saranam gachami so he has to make use of the groups which can imbibe the same level of enlightenment that he got and that need to be spread that need to be what you call uh, transmitted into the people so that they can also feel no misery no misery of being human life so this sankham formation is again a beginning of our modern era of democracy and so on but you should uh, not a uh, very interesting uh, thing that in hindu there are called the dashavatara ten reincarnations of vishnu the maintainer of the world vishnu is the maintainer of the world and uh, he goes through many many types of natural existence and which are in principles like you know malsya kurma varaha narahari vamana bhargava shri rama balabhadra achuda buddha khatki see buddha is also sometimes considered uh, an avatar of uh, hindus and buddha is preceding khatki khatki is again an all destructive uh, avatar all destructive avatar means again uh, this worldly miseries are uh, destroyed in an instant either through mere knowledge enlightenment or through mere physical destruction either way khatki is the all destroying uh nature which is uh, taking up as an avatar it's more like shiva's uh, third eye opening which the ignorance of the world is reduced to ashes and preceding that is buddha preceding that is buddha means buddha is following the enlightened again and they form a mandala and so on so i don't know the details of this buddhist traditions but i this is what i could gather i could understand from my school learning uh, of uh, buddha and some readings in some books and so on and some uh, 
talks, etc. 